Hello and welcome to Southern Comfort, a SoCon podcast where we talk all things Southern Comfort sports. We're here this this week with Will, as always, and with our guest this week, Hunter. Hunter, you want to say what's up? What's going on, guys? Glad to be here. Happy for y'all. Happy to ha- happy to be here. If I can speak right, that would be helpful. Um, you want to talk a little bit about your SoCon ties? Yes, sir. Absolutely. So uh, I'm currently a senior at East Tennessee State University graduating in no joke two weeks with a degree in sport and recreation management. Um, My Southern Conference ties don't really have a whole lot, truthfully. Um, I grew up about 45 minutes from Western, went to ETSU anyway. Sorry about that, Cole. Um, My uncle actually helped coach women's basketball at Western for a little while under um, current tennis see women's coach actually Kelly Harper so the Southern Conference ties are there a little bit um my uncle also went to app so they were in the SoCon at the time but really my Southern Conference ties kind of really show up in the fact that I have been at ETSU for the last four and a half years of my life you mentioned uh your uncle being at Western under Kelly Harper that's probably the most successful the women's team's ever been so um, I would say that's a big SoCon ties. I appreciate you mentioning yeah, that. Yeah, it, it's kind of a it's a it's a subtle flex. He was really he was a grad student there. He was he was an older grad student, but he was still a grad student. So he was kind of a he was a grad assistant under her, but really helped, but got a lot of like what's the word I'm looking for? Coaching in with the team and things like that. It was very interesting. Got to meet Kelly Harper. She's wonderful. I keep up with as much as I dislike the University of Tennessee, I keep up with the Lady Vols strictly for like Kelly and things like that. So it's it's really, really cool. It's it's really a cool story and a cool, cool thing I can tell people. Yeah, they they were three time SOCON champs, I think, and went to the tournament yeah. one time. So literally the most successful Western Carolina's been in the decade <laughs> in terms of Yeah, easily easily, yeah. Um and this might be an easy question for you. Wanna talk about your favorite SOCON team? Um yeah, I'm actually a big uh, Mercer fan. No, I'm kidding. Um but <laughs> <laughs> Um, obviously it's East Tennessee State University fighting Buccaneers out of Johnson City, Tennessee. Um, I love everything about every aspect of this university and just their athletic program. I think athletics does a stand-up job running it. I think we have some of the best coaches in the country for where we're actually like located in terms of just geographically. I think that we do a great job recruiting, again, considering where we're located geographically. I'm excited to see where the basketball team ends up here in a couple of years because I think there's a lot of promise on this team. And obviously, we we know the story about the uh, football team up here this season, which was just an absolutely incredible thing to experience. And I'm blessed to have been a part of and watch. Absolutely. And yes, I will say, the football team's really, really good this year. So if you guys haven't maybe seen it, I know we have some viewers. Um, you were really freaking good. So I love to hear that. Um, and, I, and I'll kind of move into my question. You know, what's your memorable, most memorable moment, I guess, being an ETSU fan? You know, we have a lot of memorable moments. Something that Cole, being a Western fan, can't always think of. You know, his probably most memorable is February 29th, 2020, getting beat single-handedly with Patrick Good. So oh, funny you I just want to know, that, <laughs> yeah, I just, I want to know what your most memorable moment as an ETSU fan is. So I was, I have a few, um, we, I actually wasn't in the building for that game. 
um, we were on a fraternity brotherhood retreat in Kentucky, but we had it pulled up on the screen and watching <laughs> it on TV. And we were all just like going ballistic because we were like, we've lost this game. There's like what, four minutes left in the game. We're like, we're down 10, no, no shot. We watched the rest of it. And it just, I'm so sorry, by the way, Cole, I feel so bad. Um, but <laughs> we watched the rest of it and we, and it was just ballistic to watch. And I was also in the building um, in 2017 when that team won the Southern Conference Championship, um, which that team was special, very, very special, very, very good team. Big fan of that team. Um, I wasn't a student at ETSU at that point. I was a high school senior who was considering ETSU. I saw the fan base. I saw the players. I saw the passion. And I was like, you know what? Maybe an hour and a half over the mountain isn't a bad trip from Asheville. So, so you're telling me TJ Cromer. You're telling me TJ yeah. Cromer kind of helped that missions that year. TJ Cromer, AJ Merriweather, they all kind of really just did, did what they could to recruit me to East Tennessee State University. <laughs> <laughs> Inadvertently, but did it nonetheless. I like it. Yeah, I have to say, I think if I was choosing where I was going to school based off the basketball team, uh, I'd have never spent a day in Cullowee, <laughs> uh, especially at that time. You know, now things are a little different, but at that time, man, my freshman year, they were they were awful. It was, it was mm-hmm. sad. Um, you want to talk about, you know, coming up with the name Southern Comfort? You are the kind of the originator of the name of this podcast. Yeah, so that was truthfully, I, had, I think I've been following you on Twitter for maybe a month at this point, Cole. And I was like, oh, he's starting a podcast. That's cool. And I was like, I was trying to just think of like, plays on words with like Southern Conference and things like that. And I was like, you know, Southern Comfort kind of has a really good ring to it. Like it, it was kind of like, it was there, I came up with like two or three names, but Southern Comfort was the one I think that stuck out in everyone's mind. Like your, yours included, I think too, Cole. And it was just like, it was just a creative process. I'm the least creative person I know. <laughs> and for some reason, that's what that's what came like straight to the forefront in my mind. And I was like, you know, this is a good name and maybe Cole will use it. Here we are, what, a year later? More than a year later? Yeah, we're, yeah, like, yeah. Like, probably, the, probably the number one sports podcast in the, in the Southern Conference, strictly a, a, talking about basketball. I hate to yeah. talk about Sanders and the sidekick. I feel like they're kind of a rival of ours. I respect them. <laughs> but I think our podcast is better, guys. Okay. I mean, technically, um, are they a Southern Conference podcast or an ETSU podcast? They're an That's ETSU podcast. Saying. We're the we're the best Southern Conference podcast there is. You heard it here first, folks. You get Absolutely. it. You get all the conference teams. You know, you get all the information you could ever need. You could not watch a week of basketball, listen to a 30, 45 minute podcast, and you know everything that's happened that week. And exactly. get horrible gambling advice. You can't yeah. get that. It literally, possibly the worst gambling advice I've ever seen. Truthfully. And now you brought me on, who's an even worse gambler. So this is going to be incredible. This this week's podcast is just going to be absolutely just full of horrendous gambling. And if advice. you think about it, guys, it's just money. You know, like, <laughs> it's just money. Well, just fail. Um, just, just do the opposite of what we tell you to do, and you're going to be rich. Absolutely. absolutely. All right, guys, you want to kind of get into the uh, Monday slate, and we'll kind of talk about games? Yep. Yes, sir. All right, so – uh, not going to talk too much about things. We'll kind of highlight the big ones like to, like we usually do. Um, ETSU takes down Murray State in the uh, Naples Invitational. Um, beat them 66-58. Then we have the Citadel at number seven. Duke got beat 107-81. to But honestly, Citadel impressed a lot of people. 
Um, Hayden Brown got into a lot of foul trouble. Uh, Clark had 16 in 18 minutes. It was pretty good. But I think the biggest story of the night is, is Duggar passing out 30 seconds into the game. Uh, I'm not sure if anybody else has much to say about that, but man, definitely Duggar's in our prayer or Duggar, not Duggar, my bad. Duggar's in our prayers. And uh, man, just that was that was tough to watch. But I will say, man, the Citadel shoots a lot of threes. And when they hit them, they are a problem. And they gave Duke the run for their money in the first half. And then really, um, I think kind of like Summy said last pod, the, the talent gap isn't big. It's just the talent gap on the bench. And really, Citadel had no one else step up uh, coming off the bench. Um, I know that Citadel and VMI are both top five in the country and three-pointers attempted per game. Um, guys, I'm telling you, I think Citadel's going to be a problem if they can start hitting these threes. Most threes ever made by a visiting team in Cameron. Wow. Yeah, I mean, that's it was it was an incredible game. You guys have much to add to that. I, did you get to watch the I ETSU think, game? I didn't get to watch the ETSU game. I kept up with it on Twitter. Um, I'm going, but I'm going to go just a little bit on the Citadel game. I didn't watch much of it, but I just saw highlights and stuff. Citadel was really impressive in that first half, truthfully. And yeah. then in the set, came out a little cold in the second half, it seemed. And then Duke is Duke at that point, you know, uh, they're going to come out, they're going to punch you in the mouth and coach K is going to brag about it. That's exactly what's <laughs> going to happen. Um, but I think truthfully, if uh, Digger didn't pass out, it was probably a different game. And that sounds a little cliche, but that, that does a lot to a team. Losing your head coach yeah. within the first minute of a game against a top 10 school is, is just going to rattle your, players and the fact that they kept kept it that close in the first half is impressive enough and a feat that should be applauded by the citadel truth be told definitely definitely um we're rolling to tuesday's games uh mercer beats bucknell 78 68 the cancun challenge um that was one of my picks i had mercer minus 10 so i wish i'd scored another point um winning on 03 on the week and greco plays 22 minutes in that one and i know i've tweeted about it before um, he's just like a six, eight white dude. That's like slow and big. And it's like, how do you not attack that guy every second he's on the court? Um, Wofford goes to South Carolina and loses 85, 74. Um, they're missing one of their big men, Jones, that got hurt. Um, and I think he would have made the difference in that one. Cause both of their big men were in foul trouble. Um, and then ETSU hits a game winner. Uh, Will, you want to talk about that one? I know you paid what $140 to watch that game. You want to tell us? About it? <laughs> it was actually 164. Um, but man, what a game! I think that was the who's best mid major game. Yeah, who's definitely not me. Um, that was <laughs> the best mid major game I've seen in, in, in some time. Uh, talk about two incredible teams just going back and forth the entire night. Um, Ladarius Brewer hit the huge three to go up at half. Um, and then again, like I said, kind of just went back and forth. And defensively, we looked great in the second half, um, only allowing 33 points in the second half. And I will, you know, I'm give it to him. David Sloan really stepped up that game. I think that game solidified his player of the of the, of the week. Um, maybe foreshadowing, maybe not, but he played incredible. And Ladarius, you know, you texted me. You said, "Well, isn't it nice when LA steps up?" And truthfully, it was nice to have him. It was. I mean, everyone played well. Um, you know, David went eight for twelve with twenty points. Uh, Jordan King went four or five from the three point line, uh, fourteen points. Um, Ty Brewer set up with 12 and LA with, with 14. Um, and that's a, that's a very, very good Missouri state team. Uh, they have a guy, Gage Prim. He's their 
forward. He's 6'9", 235. I mean, he literally looks like he should be on the offensive line somewhere. He's strong. He's powerful. He's got a great touch. Very impressed with him. I'm telling you, that may be the, one of the best forwards we play all year. Um, yeah, man. I mean, I'm, I'm thrilled. That was an incredible win, and it really helped pave the way. Um, hopefully for the, for the rest of our season, we're kind of playing hot right now. Um, I also I will say, you know, Charlie Weber comes off the bench in this game and, and, and plays great. He's playing the best basketball of his career right now. Um, again, just super, super proud of these guys. Um, very impressed. And, and I'm putting my foot in my mouth once again. I was very hard on this team earlier. And maybe, I don't know, maybe they were listening to the pod. Maybe they woke up a little bit. Um, I'm sure they were listening to the pod. Let's be real, guys. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm super impressed. Very proud. Uh, and, Hunter, I'm sure you have some stuff to say. Yeah, like th- this team – uh, I think I put on Twitter, you don't know what team this is going to get. I had takeaways no. from the upstate game where it's Charlie Weber may be the biggest X factor on the team, at least on the team, if not in the entire Southern Conference. Yeah. And that's a hot take that you can – I can put my foot in my mouth later on that, but he is the X factor for this team. If Charlie's playing well, jumping out of the gym, grabbing boards and getting points, it's very difficult for this team to lose. And yeah. going off of a little bit of what you said about Missouri State being a good team, well, that Murray State team aren't slouches. Like, that team was yeah. picked to be third in the OVC, which is a very yeah. good conference. That's po- two. That's possibly two tournament teams that, that ETSU beat in a two-day span. And I'm not yeah. saying that lightly. Like, that's huge for this team, momentum-wise, how young they are, because they can only – I think it's really up from here for – this Buccaneer team, truthfully. Cole, you have anything to add on that? Man, you know, you mentioned it. I don't know really much else to say. They looked good. Um, Mohamed Ejesir, I might be pronouncing that really, really Mm. badly, but um, (laughs) 16 minutes in that game, two for two, four points, two rebounds. As far as freshmen in the SOCON, all, what, three of them that I can think of at the top of my head, he's playing really well this week. He's played really well this week. I think he's my favorite player on this ETSU team. I watched him live at the Upstate game in person. I love his motor. I love his game. I love his defense. He's just like, he's 6'5 and probably goes maybe 190, and he just plays his heart out every time. He's a grinder. I'm a big fan. I'm a big Mo Yasser guy. Like, I'm a big fan. All right, moving on to Wednesday, if you guys don't mind. Um, So we got MTSU beating Mercer. 82-58. 82-58. Guys, this is not the MTSU team that uh, that ETSU played last year. This MTSU team is very, very good this year. They beat Winthrop earlier this year. Um, and then we got VMI losing to Presbyterian again. We got them losing by five, 59-54. That's the second meeting of the year. VMI just looks – they look weak. Um, you know, I think Cole and I have talked about it. it it's Bonham Hurt. He's not playing a lot of minutes. Um, some it, – it was just – it's weird to see VMI struggle like this. Um, I, I think they're losing to teams that they should definitely be beating. And I don't think you, I don't think, I don't think a good team loses to Presbyterian twice. Um, and then we're going into each issue at, uh, against Penn State in the championship of the Naples Invitational. Each issue wins 57 51. We were up by 19 with 15 minutes left or 12 minutes left in the second half. And it kind of put our foot off the gas and it really, really kind of made everybody nervous. But uh, we pulled it out. Uh, David Sloan, again, great game. 12 points, three assists, four rebounds. He had uh, he had six turnovers, I think. But, again, he's – when when David Sloan is on, he just – on. It's kind of one of those things. Um, again, Yassir doesn't do too much. He puts two points – like, stat-wise, two points, one rebound. But it's his motor. 
And and it is it's it's the timing of his rebounds. It's the offensive rebound he gets and puts it back up uh, to put us you know ahead by six or ahead by eight. Um, I feel like it's every game he's crashing the glass and getting one or two big offensive rebounds that we really need. Um, you guys have anything to add to this set? I will say about VMI. Um, I also have I meant to mention this already. I have ties to VMI as well. Not important, but um, they're such a weird team. Like, I don't know what to think of the key vets this year. Because last year they were, like, had a lot. They played hard. They hustled and everything like that. And they still do. But it's just – it's almost as if they're relying on Jake Stevens too much in the inside game. I feel like – I agree. That, I, I only, think, only putting up 54 points, that's just yeah. – that's not being my basketball. No. Like, they – like, they, they're full of athletes. Like, their whole bench – like, their whole team besides Jake Stevens is the same – height because that's all these academies can truthfully recruit like you have six four guys and then jake stevens who's 16 and i understand wanting to get him the ball but when you have athletes on the floor besides jake he can't do it all like you have to give your athletes the ball and let them get to the basket so it's just very very interesting to me and i don't think that i like the style of i think that vmi needs a personality check to see exactly how they want to play because it's very weird. Um, and we can roll into Thursday and almost, you know, I'll, I'll give my little VMI spiel as well. Um, they beat Central Arkansas, a team that's not good at all. Um, they beat them 73 to 67. Um, Lewis Tang, four for four, eight points, eight rebounds. Um, but something that sticks out to me about this team is almost like they're still trying to play with Greg Parm, even though they don't yep. have Greg Parm. Um, Camden Kerfman is kind of trying to play that role. Um, and there are three games this week. He shot eight three-pointers, 12 three-pointers, and 13 three-pointers. Um, you can't just chunk the ball like that if you're not Greg Parham. I don't know. I mean, he's averaging 18 points a game, but clearly it's just not getting it done. Yeah, when you're averaging 18 points on 25 shots, though. <laughs> like it's, Exactly. You, that, that's kind of very much give and take, and you, you, can't, you can't give much there, truthfully. Um, and neither of their games, Thursday or Friday, uh, Trey Bonham played in. I guess he's hurt or he's got something going on there. Hopefully, I think for the key dads, they really need to see him come back and step up. Will, you want to talk about Friday for us? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we got Sanford against North Carolina A&T. That was kind of a toss-up game for us. I know Summy took Sanford, um, which is a great pick. Sanford 77, A&T 75. Um, is Quest Glover that guy? I, I mean, I mean, he's stepping up 25 points, seven assists, uh, Jaden Campbell with 15 off the bench. Um, this was a game that was, you know, I don't know what, you never know what to think at Stanford. They're beating teams they are getting close to losing to A&T, who's not a good team. Um, but Quez Glover, man, I think he may be that guy. Uh, Wesley Cardet, that kind of the freshman that everybody's been looking at, only plays 14 minutes. He's one of four, uh, two points. He wasn't in foul trouble, just not, not playing a lot. I don't think. Uh, I know we talked about him needing to play his role, which that may be his role is to get some hustle, uh, hustle minutes and, and play some good defense, but truly um, great game and a good win for a good win for Sanford. And then we're going to go ahead and we have New Orleans and VMI. Uh, New Orleans beats VMI 79-71. Again, brutal. Um, just not sure what to take from this VMI team. Steve, uh, Jake Stevens, 17 points, eight rebounds. Um, that's just a game you, you don't need to lose. Yeah, you can't, you can't say much more about it. The New Orleans team, they're not superstars in any way, shape, or form. Um, and, you know, you mentioned Kirkman. He shot the ball 19 times and had 15 points. 
that's that's some that's crazy to me that's like that's isaiah miller numbers right exactly there. the what the what i was trying to say there um but yeah and i'll roll into saturday here um you know we mentioned samford they they beat mcneesy state in that tournament um 83 75 quakes glover again 24 and 6 um campbell you mentioned him he had 15 friday off the bench um he has 19 off the bench on saturday it's kind of got given Sanford a little one-two punch that I think teams have to really look out for. Yeah, I was just thinking that. I was like, is Sanford a dark horse? Like, are we yeah. sleeping on Sanford a little bit? I think they're more of a dark horse than other teams. Um, you know, yeah. mentioning that, I got to talk about my team here for a second. Um, <laughs> the darkest of horses. <laughs> we might be like a donkey running a race with horses at this point, man. Um, Garden Web beats us by 30, 87 to 59. Um, if Nicholas Robinson has off nights, we're, we're going to lose, and it's going to be embarrassing. Um, Vontarius Wilbright had five turnovers in the first 15 minutes of the game, and, like, three of those were just passes to Gardner-Webb. Um, I haven't looked it up officially, but I'm sure they beat us, like, 25 to, like, four on points off of turnovers. Um, they killed us. Um, Furman beats Upstate by 10. Alex Hunter had 24. Uh, Garrett Hine came off the bench in this one. Marcus Foster started and had 15 and 10. He looked really good. Um, and then this is really the game of the week for me. This was a great game. I watched uh, most of this. Chattanooga loses to College of Charleston, um, 66-68. Pat Kelsey can coach, man. That yeah, dude you can. I also want to say, I also want to say, Chattanooga just forgets how to shoot sometimes, and that really gets them into trouble. Um, they they forgot how to shoot against Tennessee Tech, and luckily, they were playing Tennessee Tech that night. But when you forget how to shoot against College of Charleston or any other solid mid-major program. Um, you're going to lose the game. And I think they kind of proved that last night with Malachi going two of 11 with five points. College of Charleston went on a 20 nothing run when yeah. Chattanooga didn't score for, I believe it was like five minutes, which is just wild. Yeah. Um, and UNCG beats Vermont 54-51. That was a really good game too. Um, Kobe Langley had 19 off the bench. His brother will be back soon. And Buckingham had 12. Really a defensive game that UNCG just kind of, you know, continued to be UNCG and even without Wes Miller. Um, they stepped up and, you know, really won that. Will you want to talk to us about Sunday's games that are coming up, Will? Yeah, again, you know, we are a live podcast, guys. We're, we're doing things ahead of time here. So we don't know the outcomes of these games. We have the Citadel against South Carolina State, and we have Wofford against Georgia on the road at Georgia and on the road at South Carolina State today. Um, Citadel coming in three and two, South Carolina State one of six. It should be an easy one for Citadel today. Um, I think Citadel's going to win by 10-plus. Um, we'll kind of see what we can do, what Hayden Brown can do. And then, you know, this Wofford-Georgia game is something that we're all kind of interested in. One point. Um, Vegas has it at minus one for Georgia right now. Absolutely. And that's the thing. Um, with in Athens? In, in Athens. Athens. They suck, man. Wow. <laughs> that's – but the, the problem for me right here is, is Messiah Jones being out. Can Wofford get anything going down low? I'm not sure what Georgia has down low. Um, but you need – you kind of need B.J. Mack. Uh, or or um, Sam Godwin kind of step up and take the lead down low in the paint. Uh, you guys, anything? You guys have anything to say on that one? Just minus one hundred five, minus one fifteen. You can't even get positive money for Wofford. Yeah, I mean, I think that Georgia's size with the absence of Masai Jones is going to be um, difficult for Wofford to handle. But also, this Georgia team, as mentioned, is not. Not good. As a Georgia football fan, uh, watching Georgia basketball is just the exact opposite spectrum of emotion. Uh, yeah, losing to Northwestern by 16 is kind of the epitome of bad. 
and North and Northwestern is also not a good basketball team. So like, it's, I I, honestly, I hope Wofford can pull it out, but that's size. Maybe size is going to be the storyline to watch throughout that game. I think. Um, We can roll on to player of the week here. Uh, I'm going to give an honorable mention to Quace Glover. Um, Maybe there's some recency bias here in the podcast. I think we could see him win the SoCon award this week, but I think if the season ended tomorrow, he would be the player of the year. Like he's averaging like 25 points and seven assists. Like that's wild. Um, But the player of the week that we're going to give the award to a point guard that helped lead his team to a four and a record and a Naples invitational title, uh, David Sloan, 14 and a half points, one and a half steals, uh, 3.7 assists and 2.2 rebounds. Um, You got anything to say about Sloan? Very, I mean, absolutely deserves it. Um, Really. I don't think there's, I mean, I think the numbers speak for itself. Yeah. He's nasty. Like, too truthfully, he is just an, he directs to the court. He just wow, I'm speechless. <laughs> I think that he really just sees the floor so well. I think passing is a really underrated part of his game. I think he's an underrated shooter. Watching him live the past yeah. two seasons, I think he's a very underrated shooter that does not get the respect he deserves from defenses. I think that he he could be he'll probably be SoCon like first team SoCon this year and him and Kez may be a toss-up for player of the year if he keeps playing this way truthfully I agree there I agree I think he I mean him hitting these step back threes as a point guard uh and he's kind of he's more of a pass first kind of player so him hitting these step back threes he's been hitting I mean he's he's definitely on fire he's feeling it he told the, uh, I know he told WJHL up in Johnson City that he was, uh, he's perfected his mid game, his mid range. Um, so when a player says they perfected something, you know, he's pretty confident. So um, I'm really thrilled to see what he's going to do the rest of the season. Yes, absolutely. And I'm going to move on to the, the yeah, freshman of the week. Yeah. I'm going to move on to the freshman of the week, rather. Um, you know, and honestly, he may be the freshman of the year because there's like three or four in the entire SOCOM this year. Uh, freshman of the week is Mojave Osir uh, from ETSU, of course. Averaging only 5.7 points per game, 2.3 rebounds, but he's shooting 63% from the field. He's he's not a guy that's going to, you know, put too much up on the stat sheet right now, but he's a guy that he's a solid spark off the bench. He helps the Bucks go to that 4-0 record we've been on right now. We're on a big win streak. It's nice. We're confident. He's just a guy that's going to really help coming off the bench and, and giving really quality minutes. Um, he has a motor that not a lot of people have um, his age. He's got experience that not a, people, not a lot of people have his age. Um, I think that was most impressive. He had a breakaway kind of in traffic, splitting two defenders and putting up, uh, putting up a layup. And, and just, I mean, it was just, it was easy. It was second nature for him. Um, and that really proves his level of basketball that he's played in the past. You can definitely tell that this guy's been playing upper level, high level basketball for quite some time. Uh, you guys have anything to add? Yeah. If I may, um, going off of Mo's experience, not even joking, his team won Basketball League Africa, like, this past yeah. summer. He, he is – he's a – like, truthfully, he's pre- been playing professional-level minutes at the age of, you know, 18. Like, and just – like I said earlier, like, he – I am a Mo Yasser truther. I think he is the best freshman in the conference. I think that – he will probably be freshman of the year. And I think that he can only improve, which is the scary part about the game of Mo Yasser. I'm a big fan. Definitely. Um, we got about 10 minutes left here. 
before the Zoom says that you got to upgrade to pro or it's going to kick everybody out of the meeting. Um, y'all want to jump into picks? Will, do you want to start at 100? Do y'all want me to start? Go for it, man. Uh, yep, my, go first, ahead, my first pick, I'm going to take my cats again. Um, this is one that, you know, kind of debatable about whether how, you know, stretched out this is, I guess I'm going to say, but WCU Moneyline and Upstate, um, you can look at Upstate and say they suck, but man, we're <laughs> depends on what Catamount. We're kind of the same boat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a battle of who sucks less at that point, I think. So uh, I think, you know, the cat's going down there, uh, probably going to get some positive money on them. So if we can get them like 110, 120 positive, I'd, I'd lock that in all day. You want to give us your pick, Will, your first pick? Yeah, my first pick's going to be uh, Richmond against Wofford. I'm taking Richmond minus six and a half. Richmond's led by Grant Golden. I'm picking Richmond solely because I know his brother Bryce. He's a power forward up at Butler. Uh, Grant's a senior, six foot ten, two fifty five, somewhere around that. He's a beast. Um, Richmond's probably the best three and four team in the country right now. They have three really tough losses. Uh, let me kind of, or did I say Furman or did I say Richmond? Richmond. Um, Richmond's one. Richmond's the toughest three and four team in the country right now. Uh, losses to Utah State. They lost to Drake, who if we all remember Drake last year was the team that started like what sixteen and zero, seventeen and zero, something crazy. Um, they lose that game by three. They lose to Maryland by six. They lose an overtime to Mississippi State. They're losing to very, very quality teams, and they're beating the teams that they should. They beat Georgia State 94-78, beat Hofstra 81-68. Um, I'm definitely taking Woff- uh, taking Richmond minus six and a half against Wofford. I think with Grant's experience down low and with Wofford really struggling to have depth, um, it's going to be an easy win for Richmond. You want to give All us right. your first pick? Yes, sir. My first pick is Citadel Moneyline. Uh, at the University of North Carolina at Asheville. UNCA is not a great team. Um, Campbell's kind of a tough place to play, I will say. Um, but the Citadel kind of showed us who they are in the first half against Duke. And I think if that Citadel team shows up um, and comes out firing and Hayden Brown is doing Hayden Brown things, I really think that the Citadel can uh, beat UNCA fairly handily. So I'm taking Citadel money line against the Bulldogs. Bulldogs on Bulldogs, actually. Just realize that. Uh, we're just going to keep talking about dogs here for my second pick. Uh, I'm taking Samford plus seven and a half uh, hosting Belmont. Not really much to say there. I think seven and a half is a fair line uh, considering Belmont's like one of the best teams in the country mid-major wise. But uh, Samford, Samfording right now, they're playing really well. Will, you want to give us your second pick? Yeah, my second pick is going to be ETSU at UAB. I think ETSU pulls this one out. I'm going ETSU plus five and a half at UAB. UAB is a team that came in the Freedom Hall last year and beat us. Um, UAB is a good team. I think the way we're playing right now, we're, we're excited. We're playing with some fire under us. I take ETSU plus five and a half at UAB. All right, my next pick, I'm taking uh, – I actually have two money line picks here. So I'm taking Mercer money line at Georgia State at the end of the week. Okay. Or, or, excuse me, versus Georgia State at home. Um, I really like this Mercer team. I think they're big. I think they're athletic. I think that they're just weird. But this Georgia State team also is not that good. So I'm going to take Mercer money line there against Georgia State. Uh, for my last pick, I'm going to go back to the mocks. Um, minus three at Lipscomb. Lipscomb, again, is another one of those really good mid-major teams. Um, but, you know, hopefully Malachi Smith, uh, those guys that remember how to shoot. <laughs> with about 10 minutes left in the second, and I think they can win that one handily. Uh, Will, you want to give us your third pick? Yeah, my last one's going to be – this is a tough one for me, but I feel crazy if I'm not going to do it. It's kind of a toss-up. 
uh, Furman uh, against the College of Charleston. Uh, we see what College of Charleston can do yesterday against Chat. Granted, I think they got out of they kind of got to get out of jail free card with Chat shooting poorly. Um, they're coming into Timmins Arena. I don't think uh, Furman's going to lose this one at Timmins. So I'm going to go Furman. Uh, let's say minus one and a half against College of Charleston. All right, my last pick. It is a big one. I'm kind of going upset here, truthfully. Um, I got Furman at high point with high point covering at plus eight and a half. High point is okay. not a good basketball team. High point is not, not good. They are like fifth in the so in the Big South right now with really bad losses to Northwestern and teams like that. However, they pulled within 10 of, of a really good Notre Dame team. And they beat, they've beaten Howard by 10. But again, that Northwestern loss by 35 is kind of, is a big loss. However, I think that Furman is not going to enjoy the ride to high point. I think they're going to come out sloppy and sluggish. And I think they still end up winning, but I'm taking high point plus eight and a half. Yeah, high point's got a brand new arena down there they just built. Um, and Western went down there about three years ago and I was on that trip and it's not an easy place to get up and go. Cause it's so, man, you feel like overwhelmed down there. There's it's literally in the middle of nowhere. It's yeah. a terrible place to play. It's awful. <laughs> and there's a lot of money down there. So you kind of almost get intimidated. Um, yeah. we got about three and a half minutes left Hunter, you want to say anything, kind of wrap this up, you know, to the SoCon fans. Yeah, absolutely. Um, go Bucks. Beautiful. Big game against Kennesaw State this Saturday. Um, the Kennesaw State fans, really, it's just their, like, one radio broadcaster. Shout out that guy. Um, he's has been talking just – he's just been talking so much garbage over the past, like, three weeks, four weeks. And it's just for no good reason. Like, he's been under, like, the FCS's official Twitter account being like, ETSU doesn't deserve a C. And I'm like, well, we'll find out. We'll find out Saturday. I'm very excited. Um, it's going to be a huge game, huge atmosphere, huge crowd. If it's half the atmosphere the Mercer game was, we're pulling. We're, it's it'll be it'll be a great time. So I'm very excited for that. Um, I appreciate you guys having me on. This was a lot of fun, and I hope to do it again soon. Truthfully, this yeah, was fun. Absolutely, man. We appreciate you coming on. You're one of the best guests we've ever had. Um, you are one of the few guests we've ever had. So just take that with the, you know, take that as however you want. Uh, I will Absolutely. say, though, Kennesaw State, you have something coming. We're sick of you guys. First of all, they talk all the garbage they want. Did, if, did you guys see the game yesterday by any chance? They have, like, 14 fans in their entire state, and they have to put tarps over their seats because they don't cover enough. So, like, they don't have enough people to fill it up. I'm thrilled. I'm going to talk a lot of trash, and we're going to back it up. And I love it, and I'll be going to North Dakota State to watch the Bucks beat uh, North Coast State in the Fargo Dome two weeks from now. Not not overlooking Kennesaw State by any means. I'm just looking towards the future, and I think we're gonna we're gonna have a good win. I think Will Hodges gonna be able to uh, catch balls all over the secondary. I'm not worried about him. Um, Clay Holmes is gonna run for another 120 probably. And now, I'm just Clay gonna, Holmes I'm gonna 200. Lie. Clay Holmes 200 plus for rushing yards. You heard it here first. That's beautiful. So I love it. Exclusive. Cole, as an honorary ETSU fan, do you have anything to say before we go? Man, if you make the trip to North Dakota State. I always want y'all to win just to see you make that trip. I will never Bro, see I, it is way too cold for me up there. Uh, I barely – Hey, man, they're playing a dome. That's all that matters. They're playing a dome. It's heated. They're fine. Well, if I wasn't graduating literally that day, I would be in a car <laughs> on the way to North Dakota State with you. 
hey man there's flights from nashville i live like 10 minutes from the airport there's flights from nashville 208 bucks round trip to fargo that's i mean that's that's easy, easy i'm going there, dude. i love it all right guys again yeah. thanks for joining and um hey thanks for listening yeah well honor appreciate you guys being on this is southern comfort a socom podcast